again with your presence, with your spirit in diverse manifestations and distribution of the Holy Ghost. Let every listener, let every viewer of this camp meeting be impacted by your spirit. As we convene over the net, I ask that the Spirit of God localizes His presence right where the viewer is sitting. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. The presence of God will meet you. The presence of God in this room, in this studio, will affect you and transform your life. Arrest our minds, our eyes, our ears, to focus on nobody but you, Jesus. Open your revelation. Your truth, give us light. Oh, give us light. Give us light by which to rule our day. Give us light by which to rule the night. Just as you, O oh God, created two great lights, let the light of the glory of Jesus Christ shine on our hearts. We present ourselves to you. Be glorified. Be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Good evening. I hope and believe that you are well. Yesterday, we ended on a high note and I believe that the spirit is able to lift the standard the power and the presence of the spirit of God should be available and present in every meeting that is convened in his name. We should not have it any other way. The presence of Jesus, the power of the Spirit is a necessity in the lives, the gathering, that are in his name. Because the scriptures tell us that Christianity is born of or from the resurrection 
of Jesus Christ. And that our lives as Christians should be to witness that resurrection. He left us here in the earth to tell the whole world that he is arisen. And he has not left us without proofs. That's why it's important to always, always appreciate and embrace the ministry of the Spirit of God because it is that ministry that allows us to successfully display and prove the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, with mighty signs and wonders, the apostles gave proof of the resurrection of Jesus. How? How else will the world believe in a risen Christ? How else? If there are no proof, supernatural proofs, supernatural proofs that are undeniable, which would give man no reason not to believe. That's what Christianity is all about. Proving and demonstrating the reality of the living Christ. So every time we are gathered in his name, that power, that presence, please just, of the spirit is available should be available. Otherwise, what are we doing? And Christianity has gotten to a stage where we preach a Christ but unable to demonstrate his power. And we end up making excuses for God. It should not be so. It should not be so. The scripture tells us that the apostles went everywhere and the Lord was working, partnered together with them as they delivered the word of the kingdom. And the Lord confirmed that word which they preached, which was his word, with signs and wonders. So signs and wonders should be the daily bread of any man and woman who subscribes to the faith of Christ. So we can expect that through these meetings, the power of God will meet you where you are. That the Lord would prove 
his word with signs and wonders. Yesterday, while we, we were delivering the word of God and ministering, there was someone who had an ear infection that was troubling them and their eardrum had swollen to the point that they couldn't sleep. They said that the, the issue began to trouble them. They tried everything. And they couldn't sleep on that side. But they said to me that when I was ministering and I was saying, receive your healing, they felt heat on that ear and all of a sudden they heard a pop and it was as though that ear infection that issue had not been there they were totally healed totally made whole only god knows how many of these situations will be dealt with today and have been dealt with as we were ministering the word. Someone received the Holy Ghost. As we were ministering the word, the Spirit of God came on them, just like he did in the house of Cornelius. He fell and they spake in tongues. Nicodemus said to Jesus, no man can do these things except God be with him. These are the works, the proofings of the Spirit of God. That Jesus, the Jesus we preach, is alive. Hallelujah. Focus, please, focus. Hallelujah. Well, we couldn't finish what we were discussing yesterday and we were discussing around the ministry gifts that serve today the role of the prophetic ministry as seen in the Old Testament and that Jesus himself has bestowed these gifts to the church for the same and more purposes that the prophets in the Old Testament did. So we read in Hosea how the scripture say, the Lord delivered Israel by a prophet. And by a prophet, he preserved them. And God is still in the business of delivering his people. He is still in the business 
of preserving his posterity. And he is still using men as conduits of that reality. So I tried to communicate why it is important that every believer has these ministry gifts. One or more of them in their lives. Because Jesus wants it so. Nobody can run away from this fact. It is the pattern of God for the building, the glorifying, the beautifying, the perfecting of his church. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We'll read from verse 19 to verse 22. And it reads thus. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built, he says, we are being built. Who is doing the building? We know that it, it is the Spirit of God. Because Jesus left him here to consummate his ministry. So we are aware that the Spirit is the one that's doing the building. But we are told that the building is built upon foundations. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows. So the holy apostles and prophets, these ministries are involved in the growth of the temple of the Lord in the building of Jesus Christ, which is his church, which is his body. So the Spirit of God is using man to build and grow his church. And these men are what we saw in Ephesians 4 listed as gifts. The very foundation of New Jerusalem is men. The Bible says the foundations and the walls are the 12 tribes, the 12 tribes and the 12 apostles. So these men were much more than men. They represented systems. Patterns. They were foundational. 
Just what the Bible tells us, that we are living stones that the Spirit is using to build His church. But He has the ministry gifts in place to fulfill this construction. So, no Christian can say, all I need is Jesus and the Holy Ghost. You will never come into perfection. You will not even be engrafted into the body. Because in the pattern of God, it is Jesus, the Holy Ghost, and the ministry gifts. So the ministry gifts are essential. The Bible says, we are his house. If we continue. So there's no way me and you can deny the reality of the importance of the ministry gifts. Child of God, they are essential. And, and today, I want us to go a little deeper into this thing. Because remember, I'm answering questions. I'm endeavoring to answer several questions about God's strategy for prospering His people. And it is important that we understand the pattern of God at grassroots level. Let's look at something. In, I want to go to Ephesians, but I want us to take a detour. All right? Eventually, we'll reach Ephesians. But I want us to take a detour and look at something in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I, brethren, this is the Apostle Paul, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. He did not say, he, I mean, he said, when he came to them to declare the testimony of God, he did not use speech, human wisdom, eloquence to declare the testimony of God. And this, this is what I believe the church of Jesus Christ has missed in their endeavor to testify of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the world. Is that we think that the excellence of speech would convince them. I mean, it, out there in the world, there's some intelligent people. You, you, you just see by by the, the, the magnitude of companies and corporations that are built out there. So excellency of speech will not work in declaring the testimony of God to the world. 
And the Apostle Paul said this. He said, I've not come to you in, in excellence of speech or try and use wisdom. Like how some ministers believe that if, if you're going to be a true, 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 true servant of God, you must go through Bible school. Well, where is that listed in the scriptures? What Bible school did the first occupants of the ministry gifts attend? No, because we need to be effectual uh, um, witnesses of Jesus. So that's why we need a degree or a diploma. Well, the 12 apostles have their names written on the foundations of New Jerusalem. Which Bible school they attended? You don't need, that's the truth. The excellence of speech. Well, there's nothing wrong with Bible school or learning and knowledge. Absolutely nothing wrong. But when it comes to the testimony of God, that's a whole different platform, my brother, because it, it, we, we are dealing in the arena of the supernatural. We are not dealing in, 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 in scholastic uh, uh, matters. We are not dealing in philosophy, uh, 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 philosophical arenas. We, the testimony of God is demonstrated supernaturally. You cannot demonstrate the, the testimony of God any other way. You cannot use eloquence to testify about God. Demons, the spiritual forces of darkness, do not recognize or are not shaken by the eloquence of your speech. And that's why we have Christians with itching ears. Churches that are full of men and women of God who have left the trail of the supernatural and taken up the mantle of eloquency. It doesn't work in the testimony of God. True apologetics is supernatural. True apologetics is demonstrative. You, you see, in, in, in testifying of the existence of God, you don't need to say much. You must do. So Paul says, I did not come to you presenting to you what I know about God. And this is a man that was well learned. If there was a degree or if there was a class in the scholastic arena, Paul would be a professor. And he knew when he came to the testimony of God, hey, what I have learned about this and about him, it will not work. If true theology I mean, if theology does not demonstrate the power of God, it is not true. It is not theology. Because true, I mean, uh, uh, true theology uh, uh, is demonstrative. True th theology will lead a man to encounter God. So he says, I did not come presenting the testimony of God, declaring the testimony of God to you using excellence of speech. 
or of wisdom. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He says, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. What, what, is, Paul, what, what is Paul saying? He's saying that to him, the crucifixion and the knowledge of Jesus Christ was enough to create a platform for the declaration of the testimony of God. So there was something Paul understood about Jesus and about his death that opened up a whole new world for him. And that's why to him, it didn't matter what he knew. What he knew about any other thing could not grant him access to the resources that the knowledge of Jesus and his crucifixion brings. Let's read. Says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. Then listen to this. He says he's preaching, he's preaching on the knowledge of Jesus Christ and on him crucified. Was not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration. He says his speech and his preaching had demonstration. So this tells us that preachers and ministers that preach and give speeches that are not demonstrative in nature do not know Jesus and do not know or have the revelation of his crucifixion. Otherwise, their speech and their preaching would carry and be accompanied with demonstrative power. Because he says it was his knowledge of Christ it was his knowledge of his crucifixion that allowed his message to carry demonstration. So Paul says, the, the deepest revelation I needed to know is Jesus. And him crucified. And it was enough for me to stand before you and preach with demonstrations of the spirit and power. So two things happen when a man has an understanding, has a revelation of Jesus Christ. When a servant, a one or even one who professes to be a servant of Jesus, two, he says two things have, must happen. Two things must follow his speech, must follow his preaching. He says there must be a demonstration, an approval of the spirit of that message in power and in manifestation of his spirit. Too many preachings, too many speeches, on the pulpit have no demonstration. So every speech, every preaching must carry demonstration. There has to be a demonstration to, to validate that teaching, to validate that speech that is from Jesus. 
So what you know about Christ is important because it determines how much of his power, how much of his spirit you can demonstrate. So Paul says, it was in the demonstration. His speech and preaching was in the demonstration. It was not in persuasive words. That's why Moses, God, God didn't need an eloquent talker. When he got ready to deliver Israel, he went to a stammerer. A man who could not talk. A man who could not formulate words. God says, it's you that I'm taking to deliver them. Because you don't need to talk much. You need to do. We have deviated from the ordinances of God. Because men and women want fame and want to build their name. And kingdoms for themselves. That's why there's no power. Because the spirit is not sent to testify of you. The Holy Ghost has been sent from heaven to testify of Jesus. You are not that important, Charlie. Or madam. Today... The talking points of a church service is how the pastor's wife was dressed. Or the kind of car, the house the pastor lived. Not the power he demonstrates. Or the bombastic words he uses. How deplorable. How have we gotten so far, so estranged from the ordinances, from the first principles of Christ? The Holy Ghost is not there to give us sermons. He's there to make us witnesses, proof producers of the existence, the reality, the enthronement, the glorification of Jesus Christ. The presence of ministers here on earth should be proof that Jesus is enthroned and glorified. And there's a reason why. Your speech, le maklitra hakleron celebrates kibila. Oh, servant of God, should be in power and demonstration of. There's a reason why. See, the Bible says that the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one, <laughs> and Satan is a spiritual tactician. The only thing that can stop him in his tracks. Is the resurrection power of Jesus expressed through the diverse manifestations and power of the Spirit? Oh God. Oh Jesus. He said, The purpose that I came and I preached to you 
in demonstration of the spirit and of power is so that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. And I want to stay there for a little while. I want to stay there for a little while because many, many, many in the Christian community around the world live their lives by the wisdom of men. Today you woke up, went to work, went to school, you probably drove a car or some form of transportation to take you there. You ate lunch with your friends, you worked, and everything you were doing and the activities you were doing probably were not related to God. And that's what you've been doing probably your whole life. And the things that you do, activities that you do that are related to God, are when you pray once every other day, when you open your Bible or you go to, uh, to church and so forth, excuse me. So your whole life is lived by faith. When you got into the car, you did not call the manufacturer to ask if he is sure that that car is good today. When you got into that taxi or that train or bus, you did not ask the driver if he had experience. You probably were on your phone when you entered the taxi. That's faith. Because you believed when you left your house that you will reach your destination. When you got into your car, you will reach your destination. So there are certain things you do without thinking. And all those things are stacked as layers upon the wisdom of men. You go, went to a bank probably to withdraw money or to transfer money. God didn't create that. Some man did. So Paul says, I know, I realize, you know too much about many things. And you see too much about things that are in the wisdom of men. So it, it will be futile for me to speak about that. Because your faith is already vested there. So what I'm going to do is that I will demonstrate power. I will demonstrate the spirit who is a supernatural entity. I will demonstrate him through my preaching. I will demonstrate him through my speech. To introduce you to a world beyond the wisdom of man. To introduce you to a world beyond this physical world. Beyond this system. And he says that world is in the knowledge of Christ. 
So when once a man understands that he is introduced to the power of God, then he says his faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but his faith will be in the power of God. So he says that is the reason for demonstration, so that your faith will be in the power of God, so that no matter what happens in this world, your faith will not be shaken by what is happening around you, but it is anchored in the power of God, because you will know so much about Jesus that you would not be moved. Why are many Christians shaken? Why are many Christians timid? Cowards. They don't know Jesus. No matter how many Bible scriptures they can open, they don't know Jesus. Because if you know Jesus, like Paul says, none of these things shall move you. If you know Jesus, you would act like David after a law which cannot be reversed was declared by Darius that no man should pray for 30 days except to Darius. You should do like Daniel, who after having heard that law, after having heard that this bill was passed into law, he went not, not secretively. He did not hide himself. The Bible says he went to his house, opened the windows, and he prayed. He did the thing that they said he must not do. Because he knew his God. There was something about God that he knew. Today, some... Devil used politician comes out and he says, churches must shut down. And all pastors, they go into hiding. And they speak behind. <laughs> they don't know Jesus. They don't know Jesus. Well, would Jesus be placed under lockdown? Who would play Jesus under lockdown? Who would shut Jesus' church? Who would shut Jesus' ministry? Who has that power? Jesus feared no man. Especially those who opposed him. He called them hypocrites. When they said he should not, he continued. When they told the apostles they should not continue preaching in his name, they continued. The angel told them, when he, after they arrested them for preaching in the name of Jesus, the angel came in the night and opened the door and told them to go in the streets and preach the words of this life. The angel didn't say, now listen to those guys, huh? Listen, no, 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 no. Go, go in hiding somewhere. Because our faith is not in the power of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, Oh, king, we want to let you know we will not bow. We know that our God is able, but even if he does not deliver us, we will not bow. These are men with a knowledge, a revelation of God. And this is what today's servants of the living God need more than ever because the days are getting darker. It's not about to get better. 
it is not about to get better in the world. Darkness shall cover the earth. Deep darkness shall cover the people. It is not about to get dark, I mean easier. It is not about to get better. And this calls for an occasion for a rise in the supernatural demonstration of the power of God. In days to come, God's servants will be ones to feed God's people. We will be ones that will be multiplying the little that's left, the little they have. This is the way of God. This is the way of the Lord. If you love Jesus, you would observe his ordinance, his precepts, and his precepts and his pattern for the building and the glorification of his church is that the ministry gifts should be an essential part in that process. Let's read, let's read, let's read. Let's read. Ephesians. Chapter 4. Where, where does your faith lie, child of God? Where does, your, where, where does your faith lie? Is it in the power of God? Where does your faith lie? Where does your faith lie? Is the power of God a pursuit in your life? Jesus said you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come on you. Where is he that was to come on us? Where is the power? Where is the power? God is not boring. God is dynamic. The Spirit of God is dynamic. The Bible says that the life of Jesus was enshrouded with so many miracles, so many wonders, so much of the miraculous and supernatural was manifested in the life of Jesus that the Bible says that if books were to be written, it says no library in this world would contain its volumes. But the little that was written was written so that is enough for us to believe. But as for his life, as for his life, he lived in the miraculous. And it is that same spirit that lives in us. Why are our lives boring? Is because our faith is not in the power of God. We don't believe. We have not yet ascended in our faith. Our faith has not yet been strengthened in the power of God. We, we, we still have depend, uh, 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 dependability mechanisms on things that are physical. You still depend on your mother. You still depend on your father. You still depend on your employer. You still depend on the government. You still depend on the system of the world. Because your faith is not in the power of God. 
because you have not seen much preaching and speech demonstrated in power and the spirit. Oh, let's read. Let's read. Let's read. Le matre gisto. Le gloron clerezese le drufe hensa la shanzura patanda. Igona sai. Ozai faratela cleron jelesifra daila. Why am I sharing this with God's people? Why am I communicating and stressing this truth to you? It's because of what the Spirit of God has been showing me. And what has been revealed concerning the future. On the 8th of August, 2021, we were in service in church. And it was during worship where at the right side of my right eye I saw a figure in the spirit. And the figure was walking toward my direction. And we had just finished worship. And quickly, I motioned to God's people to sit down because the figure was approaching. Hmm. All of a sudden, when he was about 30, 40 centimeters away from me, I lost all consciousness of physical surroundings. And I saw a man robed in majestic apparel without him even introducing himself. I knew who it was. was King Solomon. And he had a book with him. And he said, I have been sent to reveal the future Even before he gave me the book, I, I, I saw the, the binding, the cover of the book. Outside was written, year 2022, prosperity and destruction. That's how it was written, year 2022, 
prosperity and destruction. And I knew that the year 2022 would be a year of prosperity and destruction. And at first I was alarmed. Why would God send Solomon to give me this message? Let me read you some parts of the prophecy and the parts that I don't get today, I will uh, get tomorrow. Can you please uh, put it up on the slides there, boys? I'll read you a few parts about that encounter. And we have we have the audio on that. And we will try to make it available on our Spotify uh, channel. And here's what's interesting. In, in, in that vision, just when the vision was about to end, I, I, I was taken in the spirit and I saw, I saw a white house like the White House in the United States, I saw it catch fire. It was on fire. And because in the vision, that uh, 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 house looked like the White House. I said, the White House is on fire. Because the Lord said, this will be a sign. The Lord said, the burning of the White House will be a sign. That a white house and will be reported that the white house was on fire. Lo and behold, just as we entered the third day of 2022, South Africa's parliament, our white house was under fire. It was on fire. The Lord said, this is a sign. It says it will be reported around the world. News media companies will cover this thing. CNN covered this. BBC covered this. Every media company around the world covered it. The attention was on our White House. How did it catch fire? One thing I've learned about the prophetic ministry is when God shows you is important you speak. No matter how impossible the thing looks, like what the Spirit of God said to me when we entered, He said, many, many, many in 2022 will become billionaires and millionaires by the supernatural power of God. It will happen. The same God who showed me something seemingly impossible Showed me that other thing as well. The Lord said this will be a sign. A sign. 
the burning of a white house will be a sign. And we have seen it. As we enter 2022, as we enter 2022, you remember the prophecy the Lord gave that the, the, the parliament will move from Cape Town into Pretoria? And there was a reason why. I would advise you to get my book if you are interested in the future. Get my book, uh, The Burden of a Prophet. There I list most and some of the prophecies that the Spirit of God and revelations the Spirit of God has shown me about the future. You read that book, you realize 100% all the things that are written there came to pass. If they have not come to pass yet, it, will, it is not its time. But the future is unfolding right before us. And how interesting that in the book that I was told to read, the vision of the burning of the White House was there, was included. Hallelujah. So we'll release that uh, 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 prophecy and make it available. Um, we have it available um, on holyspiritstabernacle.org.za. You see, I've got so much to tell you, so much to share with you from the mind of God. We hadn't even read Ephesians chapter 4 yet. My God. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, let, let, let me read you uh, a portion of this prophecy, okay? Let me read you a, prof uh, a portion of this, of this, what I saw that day, because this is a transcript of what was seen uh, that day. The Spirit of God showed me Solomon in a vision, and he gave me a book. When I took the book, I was in the future, and God said to me, read, watch, read, watch. And this is exactly what happened. As I read, I saw. As I read, I was transported there. The book, as I said to you, was written year 2022, Prosperity and Destruction. I saw men rising like trees, palm trees and oak trees. These are trees that take time to grow. But I saw them rising rapidly. And the Spirit of God said to me, these are those I have chosen and elected to bear and reconstitute Solomonic glory in the earth. They shall walk in abundance, prosperity, and unimaginable wealth. Just as I spoke in times before about wealth, but in 2022, this will become a realized manifestation. There will be abundance and a flooding of prosperity. 
There's a supernatural wave coming into the body of Christ. And it is ushering a mighty, mighty demonstration of the Spirit that will usher and raise heavy weights in the kingdom. I saw many people in their 20s, in their 30s, even in their 70s and 80s, just as the scripture says, that even in their old age they shall bear fruit. Then a page who kind of was, I was about to read that page and then it disappeared. I knew I was not allowed to see yet. So I continued because the Lord wasn't allowing me to see because what was written there was about the destruction that is to come. But tell them, the Spirit of God said, if they do what is written in this book. You see, the book was given to me. I still have it. In the Spirit, I still have it because it was given. And so many of the things that we will be speaking about, communicating, are things that are extrapolated from that book. And because the Spirit of God said, tell them if they do what is written in this book, wealth and prosperity will fall like quails. Entertain the spirit beings on the, or the spirit of wisdom and wealth. Entertain the spirit of wisdom and wealth. Because in 2022, the economic systems of this world will crumble. Just like I said to you on the first day, this is going to be a very harsh year. This year we are talking about economic famines. Nations brought to its knees. Something is going to happen this year. Something is going to happen this year that will affect many nations and their economies. In fact, many nations economically will become like deserts. Famines. There, there are several nations in, in the European uh, regions. The Spirit of God showed me. <laughs> they will crumble just as the walls of Jericho fell because they thought they had fortresses, but they will crumble. The Lord said, I am loosening the loins of kings. One of the things the Spirit of God said to me, he said, he said they will lose control. The ones that, I think, that, that think they are controlling the world now, they will lose control. Because so many things will be happening that they won't know where to solve, what to solve, how to solve it. And one of the nations that will be spread very thin is the United States. Geopolitically, uh, uh, the landscape, the geopolitical landscape is changing. It is changing. Nations that were regarded as superpowers from this year, that, that status will be lost. They'll no longer be regarded as superpowers. Because there are some nations that are beginning to rise. 
He says, I'm loosening the loins of kings. I'm weakening their loins. And that's why I am releasing this wave. Because in the coming years, the system will crumble. See, and this is, is crumbling uh, because of twofold, twofold reasons. One, it is intentional. Two, it's because of the spiritual pressure that is taking place right now. You see, Satan's desire, Satan would want to bring about his system, his antichrist system. Now. Because the, the world is ripe for it. So there's, there's, some, there's, a, there's a spiritual pressure that is trying to lead the world in that direction. But there's also opposition from God's side. That is not permitting this thing to happen now. But the stage is already set. So there's one last thing that is needed for the stage to set. And that thing is in the economic dimension. So once they restructure the global economy, the global economic infrastructure, it will be game on for the Antichrist. So they're done with the religious aspect. They're done with the political aspect. What they're waiting for now is for the right economic conditions. And let me tell you, in the vision, I was shown the creation. Let, let me, let's read, let's read. I'm working in the loins of kings. That's why I'm releasing this wave. Because in the coming years, the system crumbles. In the coming years, there will be fair mines. There will be droughts. Then the vision opened and I saw beyond the veil of time. I saw pestilences. And the Lord said to me, diseases that came upon Job will come upon man. Boils, but I speak to my people, remain in Goshen, the safe place. No matter what happens, remain in Goshen and do not desire Egypt anymore. Like I said yesterday, there's an exodus taking place. Do not let your heart sink back into Egypt. But stay in Goshen. Then I was shown a darkness that came over the nations of the world. And the Spirit of God said, the media of the world will not able to hide this. They will try to hide it, but it will not be so. Because it will be so devastating that they will not be able to hide. How are the mighty fallen? I see strong nations crumbling down. And the Lord says, I should not say its names, but these are prominent nations. Nations in the European Union will suffer economic famines. Yes, it will begin. Even from November, the Spirit of God says, some nations will say we have run out of reserves. There is a changing of the God. And the Lord says, 
the United States and the United Dollar will lose its power forever. That means there is an event that is fixing to happen that will cause the U.S. dollar to die. And you must know the death of the U.S. dollar means the death of many economies around the world. And the law says it's going to happen. It will lose its power. Because I see that there's an introduction of a new system, a digital system that will be globalized. No, it's not Bitcoin. It's not blockchain. This system they've been testing for some time, the Spirit of God says. It's a system that is hidden in blockchain. This is the mystery of the number of the beast. They are introducing economic famines for this purpose. D-H-D-O-C, it's its code name. That's what I saw in the spirit reading. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Please bear with me one second. We're back. We're back. We're back. Ah, oh, sorry, beloved. Uh, <laughs> camera battery apparently died. We forgot to charge it. I mean, to change the the adapter. So we truly apologize for that. Where, where were we? Where were we? Uh, when did the camera die? Excuse me? I see there's a change. All right. Okay. This is the mystery of the 
number of the beast. And the code name I saw in the spirit watch, DHDOC. This is the code name of this system. As, now we'll continue here tomorrow. But I, I wanted to show you that because it's important that we position ourselves rightly for what is to come. It is important. And the things that we are communicating to you, these are things that would begin to set in motion the manifestations that the Spirit of God intends for His people to experience. Because some of these things, like we said, has already begun. We saw, we are seeing the sign of a burning house of parliament. We saw it. We can't deny it. We saw it. And it was revealed how many months ago? Several months ago. Almost six months ago, it was revealed. So we cannot deny the word of the Lord concerning the future and concerning the things that are to come. What should we do? This is what we are doing in this camp meeting. We are preparing. We are preparing. And the Spirit of God expects us to heed what He is telling us. To hearken is prosperity. To follow the voice of the Spirit is prosperity. And now more than ever, my beloved brothers and sisters, we need to be more serious about God. Because God is serious. The, trust me, the Lord is serious. And the Lord is waiting for no man. It would do you much good to ride on this way the Spirit of God has brought. Because this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. I mean, I mean, what would you give for you not to be in bondage to Pharaoh anymore? If God made a proposition to you that I have a plan, I have a way for you to leave without being dependent on this system, would you not do it? Because what God is, <laughs> God does not want you in the system. God does not want you enslaved to the system. He wants you free from the system. He wants your mind free. He wants your spirit free. He wants your body free to serve him. Otherwise, why did he not tell Moses to tell Pharaoh 
that no, they can worship here in Israel. We'll just build a temple. We'll just build a mosque and we can worship God there. God says, no, you must come out. You must be delivered and you must serve me on a mountain. This, this reveals the attitude of God that, that, that God has with his people being enslaved to the world, to the system. He doesn't like it. He does not like it. And Christianity has created some excuses and formulated some theology that no, God wants you in the system so that you can be an influence for Jesus. But you are enslaved by that system. You are working how many hours a week? For what? Peanuts. And then that very same system has you connected to debts. It's, it's interconnected. How, how many people, how many people can't, can't even breathe anymore because of student debt? It's a system. It was designed to drown you. But God has a system beyond and greater than the systems of this world. And this is what we are trying to communicate, my brothers, my sisters. You are weak because you are enslaved to Pharaoh. Who is your master? Jesus said you cannot serve God and Mammon. There is no way you can love God with all your heart as long as your soul is committing adultery with mammon. What I'm introducing to you is the ancient path, the true patterns of God, beloved brother and sister. This is the way. There's only one way. There is only one way. For the Christian, there's only one way. And this is a path that many, many are afraid to tread on. But if you want to experience the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you have no other option. Oh, I'm running out of time. We'll continue tomorrow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Well, let me pray for you. In the name of Jesus, I bless you with the fruits of this Rhema word. May this word produce in your life the glory, the blessing, and the fruits of the kingdom. Child of God, your time your season for wealth, for liberation has come. God is freeing you from the shackles of Egypt. God is freeing you from the clutches of Babylon. Come out, come out of her, my people. Do not drink of her wine. 
Mankole periglintro San Givretola Parito Shalamanando Bredika. Come into a supernatural dimension of provision. May God feed you the same way He fed Israel in the wilderness. May He multiply the little you have. May the blessing of God come upon your household. Oh, I command freedom on your household. Maligigi zizi zibalete kalonda pariklo safra saladroto. May God write off your debts in the same way that He wrote off your sins. May He write off your debts in the name of Jesus. The same God who sent a man to go and speak and confront Pharaoh in the name of Jesus. We confront a Pharaoh in your life. The thing that limits and has been a barrier from you truly serving God. I command in the name of Jesus for that Pharaoh to let you go. Free God's people. Free them to serve God. Oh, you are coming into prosperity. See, the same way we minister healing is the same way we minister wealth. Is the same way we minister prosperity. In the name of Jesus, receive it. Receive it. May you know that God can feed you with the labor of nations. Magelo San Jabradabanta. May other men heap up wealth for you. <laughs> for this is the word of the Lord. This is the mind of God. This is the will of God. Yes, he said that I might cause them that love me to inherit wealth and great substance. May God feed you from his left hand in the name of Jesus. I command lack to live your life. I command goodness to come into your life. I command the grace of God to come into your life. Oh, Kamale Grosataya, Limango Shapratila, Vrando Segalate, Mate Copaine, Saingo Rapando Shapratila, Vranzo Grodoya. Be free. Be free from the chains of Pharaoh. From the clutches of Babylon. Be free in the name of Jesus Christ. You will stumble on miracles. You will stumble on favor. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May the God who caused the Israelites to plunder the Egyptians give you that same grace to be favored in the system that you may plunder the system that intended to bind you in Jesus' mighty name. May God's word be fulfilled in your life. May it come to pass. And surely it shall. For he watches over his word to perform it. Hallelujah. 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 Receive ministry right where you are, child of God. Receive ministry right where you are. The power of God. There is no distance in the spirit world. 
right where you are. If you can hear me, the power of God reaches you. The power of God is touching you right there in the name of Jesus. If it's a physical thing, the power of God is meeting that need. If it is a need in the soul, the Spirit of God is meeting that need. If it is a financial need, no matter what need it is, right now receive ministry from the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is meeting you right where you are. The power of God is reaching you right there, right there. Man, shapaba, shapaba. Shababa, hallelujah, 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 glory to God. Oh, come back with a testimony, hallelujah, it is done. We bless you, Jesus. Oh, just thank him, let's just thank him for a few seconds. Thank you, Holy Ghost, thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, we bless you, we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is showing me a lady. A lady. You ran into some trouble with your employer. The Spirit of God said, when you come back tomorrow, the matter will be resolved. The matter will be resolved right now. Man Shapratola. The angels of God are gone forth. Yes, they are gone forth to represent you. They are gone forth to fight for you. In the name of Jesus. The Lord says, I know you are not in the wrong. Yes, 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 yes. The Spirit of God says, tomorrow the matter will be, you will be cleared, says the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. 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 Koshafra There's someone here, the Spirit of God says, I will visit you in the same way I visited Solomon. And uh, yes, when you wake up, you will become more wealthier than you were before you went to bed, says the Spirit of the living God. I will give you the mind to remember what I show you, what I tell you, says the Spirit. The Spirit of God is speaking in a code. And yes, the Spirit of God says, I will visit you tonight. God made Solomon rich in a dream. God is releasing that same grace to you this, this evening. That same grace is released to you. Yes, tonight, receive it. Receive it. Receive it. You will go to bed and wake up wealthy. Wake up wise. You will go to bed and have peace in your life. Wisdom and knowledge are the stability of our times. The Spirit of God is releasing wisdom, is releasing knowledge into your life. The God who gave Joseph dreams will meet you. And you will know for a truth that God's dreams come true. Manjabradaboza digibronda garabradia karabashan zebredie. 
the spirit this word is going right into the matrix right into the matrix there is a disruption in the system for your sake there is a disruption in the system for your sake there is a disruption in the system for your sake there is a disruption in the system for your sake oh suddenly you will come into riches suddenly you will come into wealth. what was owed you will be released what was withheld from you will be released suddenly you will come into it says the spirit of the living god the ground from beneath you that bound you is breaking loose there's a release in the spirit hallelujah Mashanda Gabradia Zagabragatai Kabadosha Livra Sanja Bradikata Kalukum Parastande Mashata Lepapatrusta La Branza Gratila Villa 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 Ville Vele Vele Boshanda Masanda Gragabanda. There's a brother who is watching this thing. Yes, you have land. You have you have land. You have a, you have a large piece of land. The Spirit of God says underneath there uh, yes yes underneath there are minerals. There are minerals. There are minerals. Your wealth is underground. Says the Spirit of God. Call 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 for uh, what do they call them? Call for the seismic investigators to look at what yes in your land. There is something in your land. There's something, you, oh, glory to God. There's something in your land, says the spirit of the living God. The thing you intended to do in that land, reconsider because there's something underground. Oh, I'm in the spirit of God. Oh, and by the scepter of this office, I release abundance. I release abundance. I release abundance. I call the fountains of God to break up from fallow ground. Every wilderness, let it become a fruitful field. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are a tree planted by the rivers. You will not know fair minds, says the Spirit. Your leaves are evergreen. By the mantle of prosperity, and wealth bestowed upon my life, I guarantee this encounter in your life. The blessing of Abraham comes on you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there's power. There's power. My God, the glory of God, the power and the presence of the Spirit is in the studio. Kano Sharabadi Lakrate.
We release the angel of abundance to your life. And may he cause you to overtake. May he cause the blessings of God to overtake in your life. As I stretch forth my hand, may the spirit and his angels stretch forth their hands over you. There's a change. There's a change. The Lord said it's a changing of the God. There's a change. There's a change. There is a change. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. We give you glory. Thank you. Receive ministry. Continue to receive ministry, beloved. Receive.